0: Hello, and welcome back to Give Me a Break podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Beckman, and I'm so excited that you're listening today. Um, I totally dropped the ball this week, and not that I forgot to record, but it's like my days just like didn't add up in the way they should have, so I literally got home from our first Wednesday service tonight and I was like oh my gosh it's Wednesday and I have not recorded this podcast and I'm really slacking so I apologize to those of you who keep up with it being posted on Wednesday so you're going to get a post technically on Wednesday but it's going to be Wednesday night and you're probably going to listen to it tomorrow that's totally okay I uh, appreciate all the support that everyone has given me. Um, Yeah, I'm just really excited to dive into these questions today. Um, I've really enjoyed the last questions I've been asked, so let's dive right in. Chloe is literally getting into stuff as we speak. I don't know what I'm going to do with this girl. I love her to death, but oh my goodness. She's just literally sniffing around the whole room. Like, not, like, sniffing like she's go to the bathroom. She's just sniffing. Just because. She can do that. I don't know what that equivalent is, like, to dog sniffing of, like, what humans do. But it's absolutely annoying. So, yeah. Okay. I... I'm pretty sure, so here's the, here's the funny part, I forgot to delete last week's questions, so when this was like, oh my goodness, it's a lot of questions, but it's, it's the normal amount, but I'm trying to remember which one, which one was the last question I answered on the last podcast, but I don't want to miss someone's question, so, <laughs> oh no, I'm just gonna do this question again and just see if if I did it twice. I'm really sorry. I'll go back and maybe listen and edit. But I think this is the first question. So it says, "I have a really hard time understanding the Bible. What can what can I do to help me understand better?" So for some reason, I feel like I've answered this question, uh, but maybe I haven't, and maybe I'm just you know losing my mind which is definitely possible so but to answer this question I I really struggled with this for a long time and I still sometimes do to be honest but I would say practically I would download this app called um, eSword it does cost money but it like, goes back and you can, like, study all of the, like, words that, um, like, the Greek words or Hebrew words and, like, where they came from and there's just so many, like, commentaries in there that can help you, like, understand what you're reading more, um, it's a really great resource, I'll really like to use it when I'm studying, um. I think practically that that's, like, a pretty easy thing to do on your own. Also, I I firmly believe in, like, praying for the Holy Spirit to reveal God's Word to you. That's, you know, something that He does, and it's very useful in my life. And I think, too, just asking questions, like, not being afraid to go to people that you trust and be like, hey, like, I was reading this, but I just don't, like, understand it. Like, can you give me some insight? can you give me some help? Um, And I think like so many people would love to do that. So for sure, I think that um, those two options, three options are probably best. That's a great question though. I really like that. Um, I don't think I answered that question last episode, (laughs) but honestly, who knows? Who knows guys? Okay. Next question. What advice would you give someone who is thinking about going into ministry? Um, hmm. I'd, I'd give you a lot of advice, honestly. A lot of advice I wish I would have been given. I think, you know, I've heard um, someone say this at our church, and I, I never really knew how I felt about it, but I really do think, like, the older I get, the more I resonate with it. And I could be butchering what they say, but the the whole idea is, like, if you can do anything other than ministry, go do that. And what they essentially mean is that if you are, if you're able to go do other things, like if you're, if you don't feel this like huge weight and burden to do ministry, then it'll crush you. And it doesn't mean that like you're weak and it doesn't mean that you're less than at all. It just means it will crush you. And I firmly believe that. Um, And I, I think that it's kind of funny, but it's really true. That would be the main advice I'd give someone is like, Make sure that you are wholeheartedly called to not be in front of people, not being even a leader, but being a servant to everyone in your church. And I would also seek wise counsel, people that have been in ministry for 30 plus years. I would go to those people. Because honestly. I, I'm i still learning so much. And I really do try to ask. like A lot of questions to people that are older than me. That have been in ministry longer than me. Because I think that. They have so much insight. On that. That's a really great question. Let me know. What they tell you. Because <laughs> I'd love some advice. Because um, it's. It's hard, it's hard, but it's, it's definitely worth it, for sure. Um. Next question. You've talked some about this, but could you share more about your journey with depression? How do you cope with it now? Okay. Hmm. So, I've really, I've struggled, um, dealt with depression for a long time. I, man, I really want to answer this question well. My journey with it is not over, obviously. I definitely think that it comes in waves for me. And I have a lot of things that I'm currently dealing with that would trigger that in me. When I was... A teenager I began to experience um, symptoms of depression and I didn't really know what to do with them and without going into a lot of details about it I was being I was being put in situations that were incredibly unhealthy for me and you know hindsight's twenty twenty. I believe that a lot of this s- triggered that depression in me um I think a lot of it was situational I don't think although I think like depression does happen like when there is a chemical imbalance there's a hormonal imbalance and I'm not saying that it wasn't that as well but It definitely wasn't just, it wasn't just a chemical imbalance. There was a lot of situations happening, um, and I dealt with that for a long time, but I never really felt like I had the resources to go talk to someone. Like, I just never really felt like that was an option for me. I don't really know why. But even into my adult years, as I got married and was experiencing that, I, it's like it got so much worse, but it wasn't situational anymore. It was more of just a hormonal imbalance that I was experiencing. Um, But then also... I say it wasn't situational. It was. like I feel like I'm not really making sense, but there was so much from my adolescence that I just ignored and suppressed that there came a moment where I couldn't ignore it anymore and I had to face it. And that was incredibly... It was incredibly difficult, and I just, I still, like, struggle with coping with it. I still struggle with talking about it because I have felt incredibly isolated in it, and I haven't always felt the most support from people that I feel like should have supported through it, um... Ty is very supportive of me. He doesn't always understand it and that can sometimes be a difficulty but it's one of those things that you don't want to just like go around and be like I'm depressed today. I'm struggling today. You know, like you don't want to just come out and say that but Then at the same time, you don't want to isolate yourself from so many people where you don't even feel like you can be real and you can't talk to anybody. Um, I just feel like for me personally, I help so many people with their stuff that I feel like. There's no room for me to have stuff. And there's no room for me to have weeks where I'm not okay. Because I know a lot of people rely on me to be okay. And that's not healthy. And I don't even know where that expectation comes from. But I have healthy ways of coping and then I have very unhealthy ways of coping. And it's a limbo for me with how I choose to cope. Um. I hope I answered your question well. Definitely, it's definitely a struggle for me. But if you are listening to this and you have been diagnosed with depression, um, there are a lot of practical ways to cope. There are a lot of practical ways to to heal, and. I would encourage everyone to go to therapy, I would encourage everyone to seek out natural ways to help your mind if you can, but if you, if, if those don't work for you, then medication is totally okay, and between you and your doctor, whatever they think is best for you, because I'm not a doctor, <laughs> not gonna ever act like I am, um, but just my personal experience, i You know, I've learned of different ways I can cope. But I'm just, I don't know, I just feel like I'm the type of person that I don't want to just put a band-aid on something. And sometimes, though, that's what you have to do to get through the day. And that's what's hard for me. And I don't ever want to make anyone feel like I'm just trying to put a band-aid over their problems. Because that's just, it's just the worst feeling, honestly. But yeah, I appreciate that question. Um, it's it's incredibly hard for me to talk about it because I don't always know the right words to say or even words to say at all, at all about it because it's just so heavy on me sometimes and it's so real to me that I think I would, <laughs> I don't know, I just think the truth sometimes is a little scary to talk about. But let's move on. Let's move on. Next question. Why do I need to raise my hands in worship? It feels embarrassing sometimes. Okay. So, I don't think you need to look at it as like, I need to do this. um, Or else it is going to feel like, forced um i don't want anyone to ever feel manipulated into worshiping a certain way i think that that is incredibly toxic but there is something to say about our body and like the way that we have like physical gestures physical like movements that send certain messages to our brain and i believe that you know, when you raise your hands, and, and I, I try to explain this a lot when I lead worship just to help people understand why we do this, but when you raise your hands, it's, it is a sign of surrender. You know, when you see someone getting arrested, like, put your hands in the air, like, it's your way of saying, like, I'm disarmed, I'm, okay, you're in control, I'm not in control. And I think that's incredibly powerful for us to, to declare with our mouths, but also to declare with our, with our hands, with our, with our bodies, like, like, Lord, you are in control. And if anyone is trying to make fun of you for that, then like, that's pretty embarrassing for them, I would say. Um, and, and maybe they don't want to worship that way and that's okay. Um, we don't need to pressure them to worship that way, but I remember distinctly, you know, because I grew up in a pretty conservative church and like no one was really raising their hands or like charismatically like worshiping. And I I will say this side note, I do think that both extremes can be unhealthy. If you're worshiping or not worshiping because of other people around you and like what they're going to think of you, then that's not good. That's, that's not good. Um... But yeah, like I, I, think that we, we worship, in that way, like raising your hands in worship. Like I said, as a sign of surrender, it's a sign of, of Lord, I, I remove control. And, I'm worshiping you. But no, what, what I was trying to say is that, I remember the first time, I lifted my hands in a service, in a church service, and, I just remember like this. This overwhelming sense of awe at God and like this like, wow, like I'm, I don't know. I just felt, it's hard to explain. Like not close to him, but kind of, I felt like I had just maybe taken a step closer to him, if that makes any sense at all. But I think really it was just me removing a wall and removing, like, this this standard that I had for myself. Like, oh, well, like, I'm not going to do that. I've never done that. Like, it's literally raising your hands. Like, it's not that big of a deal. But I think we've made it a big deal on both ends of the spectrum. It's more about your heart posture and, like, why you're lifting your hands because if you're lifting your hands because everyone else is lifting their hands well it's you're going through the motions like yeah not very like impressed with you and i just don't think that that's like genuine worship but when you're worshiping god and it draws you to do that cool if it draws you to get on your knees and and pray to him cool if it draws you just to just to stand there and sing it's about what your heart is saying it's about your spirit engaging not your necessarily what you're physically doing with your body but I think if they're connected that those things happen so don't feel embarrassed but don't don't do it because of other people and don't not do it because of other people because that is just not good it's not good for you Next question. Can people use free will to disrupt God's plan or is it or is that disruption also part of God's plan? Holy moly. Um I honestly don't know. Because I definitely believe that we have free will, but I also believe that God is 100% in control, uh, off the top of my head, like, without, like, studying scripture, and, and I really would love to, like, maybe come back to this question um, in another episode if I don't answer this the way that I want to. I think they can. I think if you if you know the truth and you know that god is you know saying like you need to do xyz that we have free will to do that but when we do that we're we are actively like rebelling i think but that's not to say that god can't use that still if we if we i think repent or i don't know like part of me wants to Look at the the story of Jonah and the well. That's what I think about. Like somebody that disrupted God's plan, but God still like turned it around. And they still went and, and accomplished what they what they did. I'm I'm looking it up on my on my phone right now. I don't have my Bible next to me. I should, but I don't. <sighs> Give me just a second, guys. So you're about to just. Jonah runs from the Lord alright I'm going to pause this and read this and then I will come right back so give me just a second okay so this is saying that you know obviously Jonah Ran from the Lord. And. Let's see. And he's on this boat. And there's this big storm that, that comes. And where I'm. Confused with this. Like with this question. Maybe how I want to answer it. Is because. When this storm started. He was essentially taking ownership for it. He was confessing, acknowledging that he did run from God's plan, that he was the reason that this storm was happening. And then God sent for the, the big fish, the whale. A lot of people say whale. Bible says, pretty sure it says a, a fish. So uh, it doesn't really answer like, I feel like my question, I think you know, if you're actively rebelling against God, like, I don't think he's just gonna necessarily continue to control your life because you're not really giving up that control. I do believe in free will, so I don't, I don't know. I really, I think I need to study, I think I need to study this question a little bit more. Maybe this, like, I'm not gonna say that, that I'm giving the right answer, but maybe, maybe I am, and I just don't know, but, um, that's a, it's a good question, for real, I appreciate that question, challenges me, all right, next question, what would you do if you suddenly won a million dollars, huh, Man, I don't know. Well, I would tithe 10% to the church, of course, because I'm a good Christian. Um, <laughs> I really would. I, I believe I would be generous with it. I would obviously use some of it on myself. I would invest it or, you know, pay off my house, probably. Probably buy a brand new car because I want a new car. I would give... Some to my family. Um, Ty's family, my family. I don't know, man. But I mean, I definitely would invest some of it too. Create, you know, more money off of it. Man, I don't know. Um, I've never really thought about that. <laughs> That's a funny question, though. Okay, I think this is... This is the last question. Yeah, this is the last question. I've had so much fun. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm really tired, but I feel like I haven't really answered these questions, like, the best way that I could, but who knows? Maybe I have. All right, this is rapid fire round. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. So... There's, like, different options, so I guess I'm just going to, like, answer after each option. I think that makes the most sense. So, rapid fire round, first one. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Duh. Um, don't even need to give an explanation there. Dogs are superior. Me and Tyler literally had a conversation the other day saying that dogs, if if one of, if if dogs or cats were going to go to heaven, it would be dogs for sure. Like, if there was, like, a competition, it would be dogs. It would win every time. Cats will go back to hell where they came from. I said what I said. Sorry if that offends you, but no, I'm not. Okay, next one. Summer or winter? Winter, always. I hate summer. I hate the heat. I hate being hot. I hate humidity. It's disgusting. I never look forward to summer. I'm literally jumping for joy that there it is cold outside. I love winter. I love fall more, but I love winter over summer. hate summer. Can you tell that I hate summer? I hate summer. Beach or mountains? Beach. Mm, Yeah, beach. Mountains are kind of boring. A lot of people say the beach is boring. I don't think so. I love the beach, and it's not as expensive as the mountains typically. And going up to those cabins in the mountains are scary, okay? They're really scary. The roads are terrible. They're windy. Beach. Rain or sun? Rain. Always. I love a good rainy day, but not like, not like crazy rain, not like even pouring down rain, but a rainy, cold day in the winter. I swear, like, I'm the opposite of everyone else. Like, I get seasonal depression in the summer. Wintertime, I'm so happy. I am. Tell me why that is. I don't know. Coffee or tea? Uh I know tea is better for me. Um but uh, coffee. Like I'm I'm gonna pick one, I'm gonna go with coffee. I try not to drink a lot of caffeine, period, because hashtag anxiety morning or night? Why don't why do I wanna say morning? Night. I'm a night person. <laughs> i'm a night person for sure yeah no explanation there movies or tv shows tv shows all day every day movies are weird to me i love binge watching tv shows ty is the complete opposite of me in this regard i love tv shows tv shows are superior Okay, last one. NSYNC or Backstreet Boys? NSYNC all day, every day. They were my first ever concert. Um, I was like four, five, six years old in that realm. Um, I mean, that's iconic. I don't care what you say. That is iconic. And I do have a funny story about this concert. So my grandfather, he drives tour buses for everyone literally like he drove for NSYNC back in their prime Britney Spears in her prime which is Britney Spears still in her prime maybe um he's literally driven for so many artists like I literally like he has a whole wall of people on his in his house <sighs> sorry I yawed again Whole lot of people in his house so we're at this concert we have great seats like I'm talking like right at the stage like great seats and they have this little catwalk thing so we're like literally in the corner of the stage in the catwalk like can you tell me like no better seats in the house okay no better seats um they're starting to like serenade like women in the crowd like sing to some of the women in the crowd and I don't even remember what the song was it was probably like I love you I don't know I don't know other songs but it's something about love I'm sure They were going to reach for my hand because I'm a little girl, how cute, little cute little girl, front row. I got scared. And by they, also I mean JC. And I know what you're thinking, Justin Timberlake was superior. Maybe in your eyes, but in my eyes, JC was the best. I had the biggest crush on him. He was so cute. And he was trying to grab my hand. And I didn't let him. Why did I choose them to play hard to get? I don't know. It didn't work in my favor. He grabbed my mom's hand instead. And if that's not the story of my life, I don't know what is. Shout out to you, mom. You're gorgeous. Um. I have literally the most beautiful mom in the world, and it's definitely wonderful, but also, you know, everyone's always like, your mom is so beautiful, and I'm like, I know, she is the best. But sometimes I'd have boyfriends who would make comments about my mom, which by the way, um, if you're dating a guy and he says something about your mom in any kind of sexual way, run. Away. Get out of there. Get out. Get on out. Get on out. I said what I said. Oh my gosh. I can feel the exhaustion like. Coming in on me. These are some good questions this week. Folks. I'm really enjoying them. Um. I loved that rapid fire round. Hashtag. Hashtag What is wrong with me I meant shout out to whoever did that one It's a great one So yeah I I love this I love this so much I know I said last week I'm going to have like Opinions with Morgan And I feel like rapid fire round was kind of that So I guess we can leave it at that But I have so many like crazy opinions about things What's, a, what's an opinion I can have this week? I don't know. I need y'all to ask me, like, what's your opinion about this? And it could be the most polarizing thing, or it can be, like, literally the dumbest thing ever, and I'm going to love both of them. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for supporting me, as always. Um, so appreciative of you guys, for real. I'm having a really fun time doing this, so wherever you are, wherever you're listening, I hope you're blessed. I hope you're having a wonderful day, and I hope if you're not having a wonderful day that this will make your day a little bit better, because it made mine a little bit better. Love you all. Peace out. Have a great day.